So it's fair to say the pandemic has created a health crisis, a work crisis, an economic crisis. And with that, it's pushed a lot of our other national conversations to the background, with one pretty big exception, abortion. Ohio's abortion clinics have been ordered to stop the procedure. West Virginia, Iowa, Alabama, and Oklahoma have similar executive orders. Texas is immediately halting all elective surgeries, including abortions. The other day, I called up Kate Smith, a reporter with CBS News who covers abortion access, to explain what is going on. She says it all started last month with Ohio. Ohio became the first state to, depending on who you ask, use the coronavirus pandemic as a way to shut down abortion care in the state. First, the governor came out and said, stop doing all medical procedures that are not essential. So it can help free up hospital beds and masks and gloves to help fight the outbreak. Then the state clarified, that includes abortions too. Stop those. Which is effectively they're saying that abortion is A, not time sensitive, B, elective, and C, probably the most important part, non-essential. And then one after another, a handful of states like Alabama, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, also tried shutting down their abortion services. But the clinics fought back. Clinics would say, "Okay, great, we'll stop doing our non-essential abortions. By the way, that's none of our abortions. All of our abortions are essential. Abortion providers sued many of the states. And for the most part, courts have sided with them and allowed procedures to continue. So all these states... None had really been successful in their quest to shut down abortion access. And then, of course, Texas comes along. I'm Rima Khreis, and welcome to This is Uncomfortable, a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it. This week, one woman's story of trying to get an abortion in Texas in the middle of a pandemic. So before we get to the story, a little more context. Back in late March, Texas said that abortions are not essential and need to be held off during the pandemic. Basically, it says the only time someone can get an abortion right now is if it saves the life of a mother. So they're they're not even giving an opening for other interpretations. They're saying, nope, abortion is this. And if you violate this, you are subject to a penalty of up to $1,000 in 180 days in jail. And virtually from that moment that that press release went out, abortion access shuttered in the entire state. Which, Kate says, was actually a huge deal. And it's the first time that that's happened in nearly 50 years since the procedure was legalized to begin with. So what's happening is just truly historic. It's unprecedented. Abortion providers in Texas quickly challenged the ban as unconstitutional. Abortion rights advocates have been very clear. They say that states are exploiting the pandemic to achieve a goal that they have been working on for decades, which is banning abortion outright. Meanwhile, the attorney general in Texas argues that none of this has to do with politics. This is simply them trying to fight the coronavirus pandemic in the best way that they see fit. But I think it's really worth noting that you're not seeing states who have been historically protective of abortion access doing this. These are only states where abortion access is already limited. It's already been under attack by state officials. 
Unlike in other states, the language of Texas's order was more precise, so it's been hard for providers to claim their work fits Texas's definition of essential. The two sides have been going at it in the courts. The general battle that you've seen is kind of this strange legal ping pong match between a a lower court and a federal appeals court. And for a while, Texas was pretty successful. For most of this month, clinics have not been able to offer abortion services. But now a lot of it is up in the air. If you blink, you might miss the, the latest iteration of whether or not abortion is legal in Texas. All the back and forth has made it really confusing for people in Texas who want abortions right now. People like Elena. She's a college student living in San Antonio. And back in late March, she noticed her period was late. I was in denial, I will say. I was like, no, I'm super regular. It's fine. (laughs) But just to be sure, one Sunday morning when her boyfriend was still asleep, she quietly made her way to the bathroom, brushed her teeth, and then pulled out a pregnancy test. And like kind of did a little pep talk, like, all right, you know, in the mirror. And uh, what was the pep talk about? Oh, no, just like, you got this, you know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) this we're going to we're going to pass this test. It's good. You passed your calculus test yesterday. You can pass this one, too. (laughs) After she peed on the stick, she just sat on the toilet staring at the positive test result. in shock about it um, for probably a good, like, 10 minutes. and uh, But I didn't throw the way it test. I took a picture of it on my phone just so that I could stare at my phone later and not be weird in the bathroom. Uh, Why would you want to stare at it again? I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I just wanted to stare at the test. What's sort of going through your head that day? Well, like what sorts um, of thoughts? I think... Uh, I just, I, hmm. I think I just felt really stupid. Elena had been with her boyfriend for almost a year. They lived together with a few roommates. And it's serious, but not like serious, serious. That day, Elena just processed everything and avoided telling him about it. I guess I was thinking, like, I'm still in control. I still can figure this out. I don't need to get him involved until, like, he needs to know something. Elena says she wants kids someday, but just definitely not now. I knew I wanted an abortion immediately. I feel like getting pregnant my junior year of college, like I'm, I'm so close. I'm just right there. She's 26, studying computer science, and says after years of bartending and doing odd jobs, she feels like she's finally figured out what she wants to do. I feel like starting that career as like a new mom... It, it would be really difficult to maintain my focus because on this one hand, I do really want to dedicate myself to what I've dedicated all this time to already mm-hmm. and, you know, and gone into all this debt for. And financially, she and her boyfriend are not in the best place. I feel like I have this opportunity where I can make things look, you know, as get things as, as good as I want them before I really do this and give the future children that I do have, the best life that they can have. Eventually, she shared the news with her boyfriend, and he told her it was ultimately her decision and that he would support her. By now, Elena figured she was about seven weeks along. 
And the thing is, an abortion gets more expensive and potentially more complicated the farther along you are. At this point, she can still get a medication abortion. That involves getting an ultrasound and taking a couple pills. It would cost her about $700. But she'd need to get it soon because after the 10-week mark, the only other option is a surgical abortion, which can cost thousands of dollars. It's not something she can afford. So, yeah. The clock is ticking. And she doesn't want to wait and take her chances on how the courts will rule. The news is giving her whiplash. It's like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Coming up after the break, Elena searches for a loophole. When Elena found out she was pregnant, Texas's ban on abortions was in effect. But, you know, just to be sure, the first thing she did was call up Planned Parenthood. And yeah, they weren't taking any appointments. And neither was anyone else. It's disappointing that, you know, I've always grown up going, if something happens, I have the right to make this choice. But I didn't think that would just go away. And so I was like, okay, contingency plan. So she started scouring the internet. She found a well-known website where a European physician prescribes abortion pills to people online and ships them over. I was like, cool, we got this. This is going to be in like two or three days. You know, it's only going to cost me like $90 tops. But not long after, she got a follow-up email. Dear Elena, we are so sorry, but unfortunately the aid access service cannot accept the request for assistance for women from the USA at this moment. On March, The site is no longer shipping pills, and the service has actually been in a legal battle with the FDA. But there are other sites that sell abortion pills from pharmacies online, and they're usually a little cheaper. Typically, people who rely on these sites are low-income patients or those without health insurance or people who live in rural areas and states with abortion restrictions. The FDA's concern is that pills bought online may be counterfeit or contaminated. In Texas, all of this is actually illegal. But that didn't stop Elena. She tried ordering through another site, but... Your order has been updated to the following status. Due to COVID-19, we're out of stock. And then another... Yep, yet another. Due to COVID-19, we're out of stock. Uh, Next bulk stock will come May 10th and... A couple more. Due to COVID-19, we are out of stock. Due to COVID-19, we are out of stock. With every order update, the more frustrated she felt. So frustrating. So, so beyond frustrating. Her mind was racing. She started grasping for solutions. You know, I live two hours away from the border. Um, I could easily go down to Tijuana. Or she thought, I'll go to my tribe's health clinic in Oklahoma. So I could go up to our reservation and probably get health care there. I don't actually know if they do abortions. Anyway, her boyfriend is immunocompromised, and she's worried about traveling during a pandemic. But if she waits any longer, that would really be her only option, because she'd need to get a surgical abortion. I don't really want a surgical abortion. They're very intense. Mm. Traveling would add significant expense to this. This last weekend, feeling overwhelmed, she paced around her living room and cried for the first time. I feel like I'm starting to lose this game. I had just started my seventh week, and I was like, okay, I'm running out of time. 
In that moment, she mapped out every scenario. She thought, okay, say we do this and get married and we have this baby. That would all potentially be happening during a pandemic. That would be so sad. (laughs) We would be getting married alone. (laughs) We would be having, I would be having a baby alone. Like, it's just, it's, this is not the year for, uh, for romantic happy endings. Plus, if she's going to be real with herself. I don't doubt that he's a good person, but is, you know, is he the right person? But then, just a few days ago, she finally got some good news. This morning, actually, probably about two hours ago, uh, I finally uh, got an email back saying, like, hey, we're in stock. Elena found an online provider that can send her the pills in three to five days. The one pack was $250, uh, and then I ended up paying $95 for shipping. So basically $350. I might end up having a conversation with my partner and being like, hey, um, do you mind helping me out on that? (laughs) At this point, Elena's eight weeks pregnant, and medical abortions are effective up to 10 weeks. So if everything goes okay with the shipping, she'll make it in time. But if it doesn't... I'm not really sure what the plan is if, um, should this order that I've placed, um, that has been confirmed, sure, but if it doesn't go through. Um, So I'm not really sure. So I actually had that conversation with Elena a few days ago. And it turns out that morning we talked, medication abortions were actually allowed in Texas. A federal judge had reversed an earlier decision. But because things have been changing so quickly, she didn't know. I did figure that out. And I was like, oh, if I hadn't made that order that morning, I probably would have called Planned Parenthood. But even if she did, she may have had a hard time getting an appointment. I called up a bunch of abortion clinics in Texas, and a good number of them are backed up. And most of them are making appointments only on a weekly basis, in case things change again. If you want to learn more about what's going on with abortion access right now, Definitely check out Kate Smith's reporting. She's been on top of it. You can read her stories at cbsnews.com. All right, that's all for this week's show. Don't forget, by the way, to sign up for our newsletter. Every Friday, you'll get a note from me, a little story, and some recommendations from our team. This week, it's all about canceled flights, stress dreams, and the best chefs to follow on Instagram. You can check it out at marketplace.org newsletters. This is Uncomfortable is me, Rima Hreis, Megan Dietrich, Haley Hirschman, Peter Balanon-Rosen, and Daisy Palacios. Our intern is Daniel Martinez. Tony Wagner is our digital producer. Daniel Ramirez is our audio engineer. Starney Evis is the executive director of On Demand. And Deb Clark is the senior vice president and general manager of Marketplace. And our theme music is by Wonderly. All right, I'll catch y'all next week. Uncomfortable. 